Hey, this is Jason Albrick, a.k.a. Weasel Skull, and you're listening to a very special Long Box Crusade episode, The 12 Days of Crusadeness 2018. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a part in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a part in a pear tree. My true love gave to me four colon birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden leaves, four colon birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. That's swell. Keep going. Sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me six geese a laying, five golden bees, four golem birds, three French Dixie Smith's smithing. Hello, 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 and welcome to the sixth installment of the 12 Days of Crusadeness, brought to you by the Longbox Crusades. The 12 Days of Crusadeness is our gift to the comic-loving podcast community to celebrate this holiday season. And we're celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some often overlooked comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusadeness, we'll bring you a new hidden gem of a comic series, brought to you either by one of our Jingling All the Way co-hosts or one of our podcasts podcast celebrity guests until we get all the way to december 25th that special day christmas day where we all get presents except jared who gets a lump of coal (laughs) i'm your host for this sixth day of crusadeness jason albrecht aka the weasel skull and here are the right jolly old elves joining me for today's unwrapping well let's start with our guest professor frenzy right i'm kidding is that (laughs) <laughs> so, Professor Allen, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where can we find you? When are you getting out? When's your parole date? All that good stuff. I should be out by Christmas. Oh, good. I should be out by Christmas. You may know me from the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network on shows such as the Quarter Bend Podcast, Short Box Showcase, Comic Reading Journal, and a few others. Well, let's all welcome Professor Allen. Before we get to what he's got in that gift wrap stocking, let's go around to the regular crew. Let's start with our fearless leader, Pat Sampson. How you doing, Pat? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm just sitting here by the fireplace with you guys. I'm loving it, having some eggnog. Just sitting here makes me get all kind of sentimental on you. So I just want to tell you, Jason, Jared, Delvin, and Professor Allen, just remember, no man is a failure who has friends. It's these times that make me just... I love you guys. Easy, easy, easy. I'm waiting for the punchline. It's not coming. How many eggnog has he had? (laughs) Hold on. It's a wonderful life, right? Correct. Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. Delvin with the black and white movies. Yeah! Yeah. Killing it. Since I'm the dark up, I get half of that shown. All right. I love two and three quarters of you. (laughs) But we'll see what kind of presents we get from him. We know who's in the two and three quarters and who's not. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> Somebody shut up that dog. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, y'all. Next up on our list there, you've already heard from him a little bit, but let's see how Delvin the Dark Web Williams is doing today. How are you doing, Delvin? I'm doing pretty good. My bells are jingling, and they're jingling all the way. <laughs> and who's that standing under the mistletoe but my brother from my actual mother, Jared, a.k.a. the Yard Sale Albert, a.k.a. or the Yard... Huh? Jared, Whatever. a.k.a. the Yard Sale Artist. Everyone knows who he is. Right, and you guys a. think Jeff. I had too much eggnog. Hey, man. <laughs> Jason's like that without eggnog. <laughs> kind of wonder uh, how they're going to be by the 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, and oh my gosh, the 12th day. Mm. Uh, I think the 12th day, we're all just going to be sprawled out into the tree. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jared, how are you doing? Do you get all those presents from mom and dad and everything? Here's the thing. Uh, I forgot my speech. Remind me to take it out on what's her name. Santa Claus, afraid not. Just a poor schmo. Got lucky. And sue me if I want to give some back. I only wish I could hand out more than just expensive baubles. I wish I could hand out world peace and unconditional love wrapped in a big bow. Merry Christmas. Batman Returns. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you military veterans don't make the same mistake you made last year. It's ornaments, not ordinance. Okay? (laughs) Very, very different. Well, for those of us that spent time downrange, (laughs) they were kind of the same thing sometimes. (laughs) We've all decorated some trees with bullet casings. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Joining us today around the fireplace with hot cocoa in hand is our special guest. Professor Allen. That old saying, saving the best for, you know, right in the middle. Right in the middle. That's right. It's right there in the heart of the order, as they say. I like it. I like it. Well, you may know Professor Allen from his relatively geeky network podcast, which, as he said, but we'll say it again since he's such a great guest, we'll plug his show one more time. Quarter Bin Podcast, Short Box Showcase, Comic Book Reading Journal, and a few other things. If you're not listening to him, you really should. Please welcome Professor Allen. And what do you you have gift wrap in that stocking that you've been holding so close to your chest there, Professor. This is Eternity Smith from Renegade Comics, 1986. Oh, it's a good year. Nice vintage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can ju- oh, just smell that paper. Oh, huh? uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't think the guys and I were very familiar with Eternity Smith. Can you give us a brief history of the series and the creators? The character debuted in Eternity Smith, number one, from Renegade Press in 1986. This and a later run of the character in Hero Comics totaled 14 issues with the name Eternity Smith. The Hero Comics version was reprinted by Heroic Publications in their title Heroic Spotlight, which began publication in 2010. Dennis Malinay, and according to the note in the back of the book, that is how you pronounce it, he began his comics career by writing RPG supplements and then the licensed comic for the game Champions. Malinay ended up writing about half of that title, Champions 60 Issues. He was able to parlay that success into getting this book published. Malinay and artist Rick Hoberg met in the late 70s, and it took seven or eight years for all the pieces to come together to give 
us, Eternity Smith. Now, Delvin, you know Rick Hober is you have a print hanging on your wall that I got you for Christmas last year after meeting Rick Hober at a comic book convention up in Bellingham. I knew the name sounded familiar. I literally just wrote, what else has Hoberg drawn? Uh, that thing on your wall? That's, yeah, he was an illustrator for Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Cartoon came on Saturday mornings that Jared and I never missed an episode of. Nice. I also wrote down a note that said, Hoberg, I'd like to visit there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas, oh. everyone. Yes. <laughs> that, that's why you're getting cold. So, Prof, why did you love this comic? Well, look, in the mid-80s, I was in college. When you're in college, you experiment a little. And for me, that meant reading non-superhero comics. That was the extent of my rebelliousness. You're breaking the law there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, breaking the law. Oh, no. When I fought the law... And I won. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite non-superpower genres is sci-fi. And that tends to flourish more in the independence than in the big two. And this one, you have sci-fi and you have time travel. So what's not to like? And I ended up buying all the issues from both publishers. Really dug them at the time. And I still do, I think. You were getting this comic when it was coming out. You were ascribed to it or just was picking it I up? I got it off the shelves at the comic store. I may have had to fill in a few here and there with the independent comics distribution okay. was a little spotty back then but I have had all 14 issues for as long as I can remember if it took you kind of an extended period of time to get those gaps like what would you call that I see where we're going with it I think oh, I no. see the answer oh, no. start with an E Delvin <laughs> end with eternity oh I get it now uh, oh, come on last Delvin just talk to me <laughs> it's going to take him a smith of a time to get it. What? That's not a what? thing. That's not a thing. <laughs> oh, well, maybe I don't get it then. I'm, I'm going to go get some more eggnog. I'll be right back. My thinking was that Hoberg would have a lot of prostitutes in it. We got it. Oh, yeah, we, had, okay. we understood your. Yeah, we understood <laughs> you. So the confusion was okay, I got it. <laughs> I just wanted to go, Hoberg, you know, for the <laughs> wrestling. Yeah. Oh, this is All not right. the way Professor Allen saw this going. <laughs> no, no, it is. It, it actually is. <laughs> oh, good. Good for you. We hate to disappoint. Oh, only uh, six more episodes to go for. So. <laughs> Hope springs eternal, I suppose. <laughs> All right. Pat, have you read this series before? I have not read this series before. This is the first time for me reading this. Delvin, what about you, sir? I have never heard of this comic. I've never heard of the comic producers that produced it. Except for Rick Hoberg. Except for Hoberg. Oh, Hoberg. <laughs> Except for Hoberg. That's it. I'm completely new to this. Jared, were you as lost as I was? I was lost as last year's Easter eggs. It was the first time for me, so. We got us a reading rainbow here for the crew. Now, for today's episode, I asked the team to read this particular issue because it's the first issue, for one thing. But it is extremely obscure, which is the point of Crusademus. It is. There's very little risk of anyone else bringing this particular book or ever having heard of it. For me, I like sci-fi. I like time travel in my comic books. You know, sci-fi, time travel, and comic books. Three great tastes that taste great together. And smell good, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, I get that. <laughs> 
let me attempt to briefly synopsize this thing. This is Eternity Smith number one from Renegade Press, September 1986, covered by Delvin's favorite artist, Rick Hoberg. Hoberg! $1.25 cover price, a little rich for my blood these days, but back then I was pretty much rolling in money. Yeah, where, where, were, you, where were you getting this money in your country? It was 86. He was selling cocaine, man. Woo-hoo! So, so the devil's dangerous. Oh, he did. He did walk the dangerous side. He said so. <laughs> yeah, he fought the law, and the law won. You heard him. Damn. No, he won. He won. won. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, he won. This issue is in color, which you sort of take for granted in comic books, but that was not always the case with indie books in the mid-80s. This story is He is Eternity Smith, written by Dennis Malinay, with art by Delvin's buddy Rick Hoberg and Tim Burgard. Time-traveling scientist Ethan Caldwell Eternity Smith arrives from the nightmare future of the 2080s. His daughter Skylark, the front woman of the Vegas band Skylark and the Crew, is pretty bitter at her old man who left her 20 years ago. She is also bitter that she has inherited the white skunk streak in her hair. (laughs) No need for DNA test on this one. In a point that the book thinks is really important because they say it a lot, he has only aged 10 years in that time. In the story, evil forces under the control of Jason Thorne attack the venue where Eternity has gone to meet his daughter. Both the father and daughter assume the attackers are after them. Eternity uses some cool gadgets to beat back the attack but Skylark is kidnapped, Eternity rescues her, and her band decides to join them as the backup squad because every hero needs a team, and it's even better if they're a rock band. The end. So what did you guys think of the issue and or the concept? What did you think, Delvin? The artwork reminded me of Mike Allred. He's drawing books presently. I don't know if anyone has read any books of Mark Allred. He has drawn Mm -hmm. X-Force, among others, but he kind of has a distinct style. I think he's drawn Silver Surfer as well. It's a Fantastic Four, too. Oh, has he? Yeah, it was the FF title that had the um, oh, yeah. Johnny Storm and his girlfriend. And... Yes, yes, yes. So the art reminded me of Mike Allred, and so it was pretty good to look at throughout the book. Got a little bit of background on Renegade Comics because that was the next question I had for the professors. What the heck is a Renegade Press? I never heard of it before. This is completely there, brand new to me. There were a million of these little companies that popped up in the 80s and Eternity and First would probably be the most successful ones off the top of my head, Eclipse. Were they just trying to catch the popularity of comic books at the time? Yeah, there was a little mini boom in independent comics publishers for whatever reason. I think too many companies joined in and it's that old Western saying, this town ain't big enough for the both of us. I thought you were going to say they said the gig is at the news is out. <laughs> like a renegade who had it made. But. Exactly. <laughs> Well, maybe it was just a little bit ahead of his time because it wasn't that long after 1986 that Image Comics came out. The next wave, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Eternity Smith, I thought it was an interesting enough storyline. It definitely didn't seem to be in a huge hurry because sometimes either they just introduce the character and just plunge the character immediately into action. And it's like, no, they wanted to develop the backstory of who he was, man out of time. He had been gone for... For 20 years, normal time, but only age 10. 
Yeah, okay, yeah. So they were laying all the elements out. thought it was definitely weird. The people who came after him, they <laughs> obviously were completely ineffective because they got taken down by a rock band. <laughs> they talked a good game, though, didn't they? They did. They, uh, they looked at Dazzler and said, oh, we can do better than that. And Skylark, for what it's worth, that was a cool name. I liked it. I liked the name. She had every right to be mad at her dad. I'd be mad at my folks, too. I was a kid, and then all of a sudden my parents went away for 20 years and then came back. So, yeah. Yeah, but what if it was only 10 years to them? <laughs> well, what? Well, I, I, I don't think he half is mad then. I don't think he half <laughs> It left a lot of questions, which is, you know, what you're supposed to do for a first book. So I did like the artwork. I am interested enough to at least ask you after this podcast, like, what the heck happened, you know, with Eternity Smith and how was the story? Because seriously, I've never heard of Renegade Press before, so I wouldn't even know if I could find this series or not. I'm sure you could educate me on that too, Professor. Most of the issues are actually available pretty cheap. Nice. Just, I was just, you know, poking through for some information and saw it pop up at, you know, $2.95, $1.75, those sorts of prices. Are they hard to find or easy to... I'm pretty sure I've found a few of these in quarter bins as well. Oh, okay. the I, I have some duplicates, so I figure that's probably where they came from. Okay. Do you know if they ever did a trade or is it all... I don't think so. Oh, I forgot to mention before I pass it off to Jared, I'm pretty sure I may have gone to high school with an eternity smell. <laughs> and now with that joke, got the audience warm. Let's pass it off to Jared. Yeah, that's weird. I also went to high school in eternity Smith. Hadn't seen him for like 20 years, though. Uh, the other day, he looked like he only aged 10 years. It was the nice. Thing. <laughs> nice. Okay, Eternity Smith. Pretty much going to echo what Delvin said as far as just focusing on the book. It was interesting. I've known a lot of musicians in my life. I've also served with a lot of guys in the military. If I had my choice, military guys probably more so than musicians <laughs> if I'm going into battle. <laughs> but hey, I like to kick ass to a tune, so that you got that going for you. <laughs> Which is nice. I'm with the professor. I like time travel and I do like sci-fi. It looks like they're kind of mixing time travel, sci-fi, superhero stuff. I'm with Delvin on they left enough questions for me to want to know just a little bit more. And the only thing I'm really going to add is just advice to the professor. I've discovered, and you may already know this, a bigger and bigger thing now is there's more and more folks who are doing comic book binding, like hardbound yep. comics. And if you love it that much, that's I would not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. I got some folks I can recommend if you like, but that's kind of a neat thing. I also also just want to point out that right now, even as we speak, in modern times and comics, indie books are getting more and more and more popular. And so I think this was a timely selection to bring to the table of an indie book that nobody's really heard of, but we're all given a chance. And I think indie books are really great, not just because I, you know, make them, but I've met a lot of other people who make <laughs> indie books as well. And I'm really digging this whole outside the box take, discovering new artists, discovering new writers, passion projects. It's a lot of fun. And I see that bleeding into Attorney Smith. So that's my two cents. And I'm going going to pass it off to Pat. I'm going to pass it to you, buddy. What you got? I agree with you guys, too. I'm a time-traveling guy. I like time-traveling stories. That uh, explains a lot. I know. Yes. Yeah. If you guys got some time, I can talk more about it. Otherwise, we can just fast-forward. Or we can go back. Did you come from the past? Did you come from the past or did you come from the future? I can't tell you that, Delvin. There are some things oh, I keep, keep secret due to the time loss. <laughs> I've been on this episode for 10 years, but it seems like 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been screwing this episode up so much. 
much. I've been having to rewind it and rewind it and rewind it just to get it to sound good. Anyway, I like sci-fi too, so I thought the story was pretty interesting. Gave a lot of background on what was happening. I like the Josie and the Pussycats kind of band put together there. I always like it when you get a gang of kids that want to help somebody out. Gives me that uh, Hanna-Barbera feel. They make it sound like there's a reason why. Like, they're not just a band. They're a band that can kick some butt, not only in their music, but they fight too. They're like the superstars of this, I don't know, Vegas club thing. So yeah. they assume the attackers were coming after them. I didn't quite. And that's what I was going to ask you. Did I get a little bit more about why her band was there? Somebody told her them to be there, but it's kind of like what they do. They solve problems or they kick ass everywhere else or whatever they do. I don't know. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, we're a band, but we're also a crew. It makes it seem like they're ready to fight and they're ready to take on whatever mystery or whatever's going on. Yeah, they were not hiding in the corner. No, so they've done this before. Eternity is pretty sweet ponytail. Ten years <laughs> it was the ago. 80s. Yeah. It was the 80s. Definitely. Don't do it. What? I know you're thinking about growing one out now. Man, it would be so smooth. <laughs> I enjoyed this story artwork wise. I loved it. I think the villain is he like a future guy too? It's you know mystery. why? He knows a lot. That's for sure. Okay. To be continued. It is something I've never read. And in 1986, at the time, what was I probably buying? GI Joe and some other mainstream comics. So I've never heard of Renegade Press. I've never heard of Eternity Smith. And you said he had two different series. Went to a different publisher after five issues. I oh. imagine that's when Renegade folded. <laughs> that was usually the way of these comics that jumped from publisher to publisher, okay. which was not uncommon among the independents of that era. What about you, Jason? I'm going to say one thing that really bothered me about this comic. I'm just going to get it off my chest right now. I don't think Skylark and her band understood the concept of a promoter and what a promoter does. Because <laughs> this, this is a really obscure one, but I love it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> this poor sucker was out there like finding her gigs on like the Tonight Show and getting her these big gigs. And she's like, I don't want big gigs. I don't want to make a lot of money. And the, even like one of the bandmates says, dude, you better get on board. You know, if you think that she's here for the money and, and the fame, then you need to find another job. And I'd have been like, F you, I want another job, man. <laughs> I get paid off a commission. And if you guys won't take the jobs I'm finding you, what am I even wasting my time here for? Anyway, I got that off my chest. Other thing that kind of bothered me is she said at one point when she meets up with her dad again after 20 years, she's like, and you are a man. I can see that. I was like, you, man. That's your dad, it was, man. It was, it was the 80s. <laughs> that's, that's not a good excuse. Yeah. That's, <laughs> mm. Overall, I did like it. I think there's a heavy Terminator influence. I kind of laughed at the goons and the goons' uniforms. I don't think you can call yourself elite anything when you're wearing a uniform like that. Elite flame asses. They had tracksuits, man. If they had tracksuits, they would have yeah. Oh, you you know, been. a tracksuit is always in style. 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, today, obviously. We proved obviously. that back in June. Come on now. <laughs> the elements of the story are all there. I thought the script was clunky and the dialogue was just kind of bad. There were some good battle scenes overall, I thought. The goons were kind of laughable, like we talked about. But overall, I thought there was great tension there with Skylark getting captured and the battle with the helicopter. The art was really solid, more than solid, I would say. Really 
really good use of layouts. There were great facial expressions. There was a lot of background in the panels. There weren't a lot of shortcuts taken. And other than that, I just really agree with what everybody else said. This is my first experience with Eternity Smith. To sum it up, I thought it was a good plot. It got me interested, left me with some questions. What did that dystopian future look like? What kind of battles was Eternity Smith fighting in the future? Where's his wife? Where are we going with this story? Uh, What kind of hair product does he use? (laughs) (laughs) How come he can pull off that ponytail and yeah. I can't. I don't, yeah. you know, all these questions were there. Those are my thoughts. Did anybody try to sing the song in the first couple of pages? Oh, oh I forgot to bring yeah. it up. I hate you've it You've got her singing the song <laughs> and you've got the lyrics and it's yeah, right here, that's yeah. not good. No good way to do that. I've never right. liked it when comics do that, right? A song. I like, if I can't hear the beat, you've just written a poem and I'm not here for poetry. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't even do haikus. How do you expect me? <laughs> what are these candy canes doing in front of me here? Well, those are our candy canes. Okay, good. Each of us has a dozen. Yes. I'll let you take it from there. On a scale of 1 to 12 candy canes, 12 being extremely interested and 1 being no interest at all, how many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of the title? Pat? I'm going to say I'm going to give it six candy canes. I'm interested. Will I seek them out? Uh... I don't know. I, if I find them, like you said, out in the wild, perhaps maybe I'll find them maybe the next time we're together bin diving again. Five for uh, a dollar. Ooh. Magic. Mm. That was a magical day. It was. If you could find all 14 of these for three bucks. Oh, man. I'd buy, buy that up in a heartbeat. But yeah, I'm going to give it six candy canes. Delvin? I will give it seven. It was an interesting enough story and it left enough questions that I wouldn't mind at a minimum looking up Eternity Smith and seeing, you know, where the saga went and how Dennis Malinay wrapped up the series. Let's go to Jared. Jared, what do you think? I'm exactly in line with you, Delvin. I thought I was going to be the Bah Humbug Award. Thank God for Pat. I'm giving it to seven campaigns. <laughs> the same. Well, we still have Jason left. He's traditionally our Bah Humbug Award. <laughs> so we'll see. There's one more. time, man. One time. <laughs> I think it was twice. If that comic was <laughs> you know it. I know it. <laughs> Anyway, Attorney Smith, seven candy canes, same reason as Delvin. Jason, how many are you going to give it? You know my style. I look at the humor, the heart, the spectacle, and the art. I'd say humor gets a big zero. Not a lot of humor in here. Heart, I think there definitely were elements there. The reuniting with the daughter, questions about what's going on with the wife. The villain was really interesting. So I'll give that one a two. Spectacle, also give that a two. There was enough action in there that kept me entertained. Got the pages turning. And the art, I'll give that one. And, uh, two as well. It doesn't quite get up to that third candy cane. Two, 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 six. I'll give it a six. Aha, so I'm not alone. If you have soul to that, you have a Captain Planet rating. <laughs> Can't mess up with my system, man. Yeah, when did you start that system, too? That's new to me. <laughs> I just started a few, few, actually, when we started this thing. <laughs> All right, Professor, give us one last recommendation for this series. Tell it to me. Eternity Smith, time travel, sci-fi, father-daughter dynamic, and both the original comics and the heroic spotlight reprints from a few years ago are available and not all that expensive. That will wrap up today's gift-giving session of the 12 Days of Crusademus. We'd love to hear from you. If you're familiar with any of the comics we cover here on the show, let us know what you think. You can reach us on Twitter at Longbox Crusade, Facebook at Longbox Crusade. You can email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com. 
We'll compile all the feedback for all 12 days of Crusade Miss and cover it in the next full episode of the Long Box Crusade. Now, if you want to hear more from our special guests, where can they find you on the interwebs, Professor? Most of my work can be found at the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network, which is run by me and my only child, M. Because as some people on this podcast know, podcasting with family members is pretty awesome. It is indeed. I agree. I think Who's it's fun, to? right, Delvin? Wait. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, brother Pat. <laughs> you know, I met you guys. I saw the resemblance right away. Yeah, I know. Like, I buff yeah. I am? <laughs> Me and Delvin are just jacked. (laughs) (laughs) Over there at Relatively Geeky, you can find my solo shows, the Quarterbin Podcast and the Comics Reading Journal, as well as the show that Em and I do together, the Shortbox Showcase. And the two of us have also been doing a side project since the middle of 2015 that I think is appropriate to mention here in this holiday season, and that is Dorkness to Light, which has its own separate feed. And over there, we talk about the specifically religious and spiritual content that appears in various pieces of pop culture. It's a good one. I love listening to that one. Thank you. Pat. Nice. Well, thank you very much, Professor. And if any of you out there are loving Crusademus and didn't get a chance to listen last year, if you scroll far enough back on our feed, you can find all 12 days of Crusademus 2017. And why wouldn't you? Then you'd get 24 days of Christmas. That's right. And next thing you know, Christmas will be here. That's all right. Time traveled to the future to see how it worked out, so he knows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I I think you guys need to step up your gifts for me. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to come back tomorrow to find out what the next gift is under the tree in the festively decorated Longbox Crusade Studios. Until then, DJ Cristados, play one of my favorite Christmas jams. You got it, Professor.
Mary bites her lip and takes a breath, nods her head and says, "Let it be done." Just behind this thick-skinned warrior lies a girl who understands the days to come. Deep inside our hearts, we've known it all. Deep inside your. Songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We make no money on this podcast, and it is for entertainment purposes only. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Man. Faithfully. Whoa. Come on, y'all. Take my hands off here. Get ready to pack <laughs> We all need the clowns to make us laugh. Got four clowns right now. Five, right? We got five yet? Who we got? Nope, we got three clowns. Four clowns. Four clowns. Three clowns and a chump. And the Chubbins. Oh, wait a minute. Chubbins. Sweetums. You know, that's funny because I was thinking that exact same song, song and as I was taking your that. pants off. <laughs> hey, man, we all got our songs. I can't hear you. Check, check, check one. You sound kind of far away. You sound far away. Did you drop off? Can anybody well, hear him? crap. All right, I guess we're doing it ourselves, guys. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I haven't changed anything. No, you do sound kind can, of far away. Okay. Guys, you guys aren't, aren't going along with the joke, man. <laughs> Supposed to pretend like you don't hear him. See how long we can keep him from getting frustrated. Who said that? I can't hear. Like I wouldn't keep singing. <laughs> is anybody well, I there? That's for sure. My shit <laughs> is broke. Can anybody hear me? Can't get on I this can hear you line. Can. Anybody hear me? Yeah. Can anybody hear me? Okay. Is, is now he doing the thing where he can't hear us? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, but that's that's a good one. All right, I'm adding the professor. All right, I've already built up a joke. I'm writing a haiku. Being a part of Pretty fired up that we got Professor Frenzy tonight. This is gonna be awesome. Um, how? Um, oh, no, it's 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 the other one. Oh, it's the coy advance of professors. <laughs> <laughs>
I get it. Duke reference. I mean, coy, but not. Come on, come on. I, I draw the line. I've been there. cooking that joke for three days. Damn it. I don't get it. <laughs> Damn what? It. Who's coy and? Dude, no! You gotta know who coy and Vance are. Come on. <laughs> well, maybe I don't know. They were the understudies for Bo and Luke, man. So you know, how, oh, okay. How yeah. do you guys? How do you guys let Pat stay on his own podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand it. Pop quiz uh-huh. about okay. this crusade, Miss. Who has okay. the lead on it? I don't know. It's not me. It is Jason. It is Jason. <laughs> is it me? According I to know, the notes, I, it's I Jason. Knew he wasn't going to know. Just, I just did not the again. last one. How is it We're possible? We're not that doing them me. in order. <laughs> I got to bring up the script. Man. No, no. I knew. I looked at the notes and I knew it was Jason. <laughs> Jason I'm always the last to know these things. Uh, by the way, my wife says hello to everybody. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. hello Mrs. Frenzy. <laughs> no, no. No, I mean, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> hello. And she thought it was weird that I wanted breath mints before podcasting with you guys. <laughs> it just weird. makes sense. I'm just trying to be polite. You need a breath event before and a shower after. (laughs) I'm excited again that we get to uh, podcast with Professor again. Where's where's Chris? Doesn't he usually podcast with Chris? (laughs) Oh, that's the that's the other. (laughs) Chris told us. I mean, when we podcasted with Chris just last week, he said he's podcasting with Chris Stados tonight. (laughs) Exactly. I believe Chris said, and I quote, "Let it roll." Down the highway, let it roll. And, and, and I'm sure at some point Jason said, <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> I haven't decided if I hate that or if I love that. Depends on how teeny and high he gets when he's <laughs> off key. Oh, I hate it. I have to auto tune it in auto. <laughs> how dare you, Millie, <laughs> me. Cool. Wow. Ooh, I'm a star. Two. He's kind of a star. I mean, mm. I'm just saying. He's kind of a star. I don't like this. <laughs> oh, look at who talks, Mister. I'm on a hundred podcasts today. Yeehaw! hundred podcasts. I'm sure that Yeehaw was there too. That's, I was going to podcast Cowboy, but he's a hundred percent right. I said he was that talking <laughs> in a weird voice. God yeah. dang, he nailed it. <laughs> Final exams have a lot of similarities with Christmas. Mostly, it's better to give than to receive. <laughs> <laughs> and so for today's episode, um, oh, wait, that's uh, that's the guest he's supposed to ask. Me, sir. I'll, uh, do, do you I'll even like, read the script? I'm reading I'll, it right now. I'm misreading it. I'm just keep going, man. I'll, I'll take it right. over from here. Yeah, you go. You go. I'm gonna slink over to the corner here. <laughs> she could get that cool white streak in the front. Oh yeah. Oh, I have always thought that made you more distinguished with a little white streak like it that. It does in my line of work, but I'm not sure that. Uh, <laughs> I got a little on my goatee now, so it's coming. I'm getting it. <laughs> this has been Goatee Cast with Pat Sampson. <laughs> oh, yeah, how's your goatee? <laughs> Do you like it short? Do you like it long? Do you even goatee, bro? <laughs> bro, I goatee. Figure you out. want a haiku? You want one? I got oh, it. Jason got, got right one. Here. On demand. From comics to bond, late at night to early dawn, the show must go on. Was that 17? It was. 575. I was just gonna. I was just gonna go with it's renegade press time, obscure, and gone way too soon. 
Eternity Smith. Nice. <laughs> nice. 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 I like it. I mean, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that's how he got his professorship. By mm-hmm. uh, yeah. You know, some people hey, write theses. Some people write dissertations. A couple haiku, man. That's the yeah. way to go. Yes. Yes. Professor, have you recommended this to anybody else? Probably mentioned it in terms of when I've run down my old obscure comic book from this era. It gets a shout out along with uh, such bestsellers as, I don't know, Evangeline and The Edge and Silly Little Hamilton versus Bird. I was thinking from the 80s, but... Um... <laughs> he didn't use it on the last one. He used it months ago back in the summer because we're in December right now. Oh, that's right. <laughs> or you going to say, I just And it's quite it possible he just now. used it in the future. That's right. He's I may have 24 candy canes now. I don't know. I don't know. I'm so confused. Unwrap them all. My favorite this episode was how befuddled Jason was at hosting, and he's already hosted one before. (laughs) Yeah, are you are you Attorney Smith? Did you travel in time? I didn't screw it up that bad. No, no, not that bad. Sure. Yeah, we'll edit it up. Don't you worry. (laughs) We got uh, like they got four and a half months to make it sound good. And that's probably how long it's going to take, too. (laughs) Probably.